Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Daddy Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflot and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Mandalorian. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, for now. Uh... <laughs> Pay-per-views, real live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a running quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Halfman Zidrich to look ahead to Monday Night Raw tonight. It's been a while since we've done this with all the bank holidays, isn't it? Yeah, I've missed this. Less so previewing Raw. I've just missed getting together with you guys on a Monday. Yeah. Um, we talked about you being a broadcast professional on this podcast before, Wilborn. You are a professional all the way around. You do your prep uh-huh. for these podcasts. And what I loved about this afternoon was over here at your desk, um, you like to like get your prep done, uh-huh. you go back and you check things from last week, you search around the other website, you search Twitter, you make sure you've not missed anything. And then last of all, you watch WWE's own in-house promotional yeah. video for Raw <laughs> just to check, oh, like they, they'll include everything. So what could I have possibly missed? I listened to that at your desk and then you hit send on the list of things that we had to prep for <laughs> and it had twice the amount of things they mentioned. Yeah. They were like, Becky Lynch is pissed off, what's going to happen? <laughs> That was pretty much it. Yeah. And then you sent things to you that actually had half a card. Yeah. There's actual matches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they uh, don't care. They Yeah, they neglected to mention the Miz versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Um, but but it is uh, Road to uh, Night of Champions stuff. This Actually, I'm just, I haven't got your thoughts on the breaking developments on SmackDown this week with... Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa challenging Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in Saudi Arabia. Don't hate it. Yeah. Mm. I don't hate this. I don't hate it. I was just baffled by, as, along with many other people, sorry, you you do remember, because he was like, Night of Champions, we're facing Zayn and Owens. And I was like, you do remember that pay-per-views in Saudi, don't you? But obviously, things have apparently been straightened out somewhat to allow this to, to happen, which is intriguing. All I could think of was they loved the thousand days thing. Did they not want to just do some filler? I'm surprised that they've moved the story forward in a way that doesn't feel like complete procrastination. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were saying on the SmackDown review, 
there would be no point in having the match with anyone. The same people that were campaigning for Roman to... Well, he's got to win at WrestleMania because we've got to get to 1,000 days. 1,000 days. With them whinging that they didn't get the 1,000 day match. I was like, I, because it's not about numbers, it's about opponents. Yeah, there was yeah. only one credible one and you beat him at WrestleMania. And that's why I was stunned. I thought they loved this 1,000 days thing. They loved this Roman Reigns has had the belts for the longest amount of time in the modern era with all these qualifiers just underscoring that it's quite meaningless and not true. <laughs> I'm stunned they didn't say right. Heat up someone, and then Roman beats them, and then they do the most extravagant fireworks display. You can line up drones saying 1,000 for those ridiculous production values they have on these uh, pr propaganda Saudi shows. Like, you could make the number 1,000 appear in the sky with like lights and fireworks, and then fireworks within the light. Just this 1,000 days, the amount of people, like, you know, all of the Roman Stan accounts, all of the fed-pilled Vincels saying, you don't understand, Michael. <laughs> it's 1,000 days. That's four numbers. That's, that's, oh, that's a four-figure <laughs> number, that. You don't really see many of them, do you? <laughs> so I thought, all right, that's what it's for. It's what stars, actually, and making your fan base happy. Except it isn't. It's about TV rights deals and getting money for nothing, <laughs> irrespective of what your content actually is. I think they'll actually do both. I think they'll have the 1,000 drones in the sky mm. as he walks out going, I want to win even more titles tonight. Yeah, Ooh. maybe. And I like yeah. that. Or even <laughs> I like the idea of Paul going, I've organized you a big, big fireworks display at the end of tonight. And then they lose and the fireworks keep going off and it's Roman's face and Sammy and Kevin. That's and like, yeah. quite good. I'm <laughs> stunned they're doing something. That means something has to happen. It's big, isn't it? It's quite this. big, this, yeah. in terms of the actual dynamic of the bloodline. I'm just amazed, because they could have just done, right, okay, how can we buy a month, 1,000 days, right, heat up Lashley, mm. and have the Usos interfere, S a stay of execution. Uh, all right, boys, I don't know why he's Jim Ross when he's Roman Reigns, but you know what I mean. <laughs> You've proven yourself to me tonight. The hard work starts, and you better not let me down next week. Come on, three years of this, you know, the goddamn <laughs> drill. At this point, I'm amazed they just didn't do that when it's just a Saudi show and they've already got the world title tournament final. They're actually pretty doing things mm. where since WrestleMania, it feels like they've tried to give themselves an extended period of, t a period of time where they don't have to do anything. Mm. And the result matters either way. I mean, yeah, you could just pin Solo Sokoa. But from a character that point matters of view, too. Yeah, like, he's the one that they can still rely on in the bloodline, and he's yeah, not negative him yet. And that's, yeah, Roman's is picking him up to put the other ones down. And if he takes the pin, it's like, well, you're all bloody useless. Now, three of them can stare at each other sheepishly <laughs> with, like, uh, you know, when you stand up, you know those cartoons where they get the, the point of their foot and go, because they're sheepish and bashful about how useless they are. Maybe <laughs> the three of them could do that to each other rather than the Usos doing it to each other where Solo Sokoa stands there. You know, so maybe three of them can do that now as Roman says, you're all bloody useless. And I'm thinking, right, okay. When I watch professional wrestling, I don't want the heroes to win. <laughs> Why are you throwing roses at Cedric? <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's, but if Roman and Solo win, then it's like, Jake can look even more sad. <laughs> the bloodline have got the belts back. But not in the way you would expect. Yeah. yeah. Freebird rule. I have to do it something. Lost them again. Then again, when I <laughs> when I dwell upon my own musings, what they are going to do is have <clears throat> Jey Uso looking furtive. 
any of the result. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. I'm still well into it, to be honest. Uh, Cody is obviously heading to United Champions for a rematch with Brock Lesnar after that terrifying attack on last week's show. Uh, he gets to respond to Brock. And he already has responded. Mm-hmm. He already, But you sense this is going to be more considered than last week's rather rash decision to let's have a bare-knuckle fight with Brock and Saudi. Yeah, far be it for me to uh, be critical of how fun Cody versus Brock could be, even in a rematch. Just for me personally, I kind of sort of feel a little bit like Cody's job tonight is to, we're like reversion on him entering the elevating bad material era of his WWE run. The magic of the Cody and Brock pairing, I think, was that first time meeting. Mm. What's that going to look like? Cody has been elevated in such a way that his star power is going to make him as tall and as wide as Brock, even though he's not. You're going to believe that on the night he can beat him in a fight, whereas you never would have imagined Stardust could have you know and that's yeah. like that's one of the like the great things about this Cody run is that he's just he's working on a different level than he ever did against some of these guys that were once miles above him in the pecking order and that's really cool to see that that plus weapons like that's his job tonight is to yeah. like elevate yeah. that plus weapons we've had it like we had it in a really hot venue as well like with a crowd that admittedly were probably more split, but I think that was just because like a lot of people were just excited to see Brock Lesnar in the flesh. The energy was there for the whole thing. It is backlash plus weapons. And I just think Cody's job tonight, but I think he can rise to the challenge is to make it, is to pretend that it's going to mean more than it actually will. Yeah, I'm done with this. I thought the first time meeting was a cliche of a Lesnar match. And how many times have we said that over the years? He's not the same aura guy as he used to be. Like in the mid 2010s, for better and sometimes for worse, like my God, it felt like everyone was in real danger. It felt like the company itself was facing some threat of some horrible mercenary who could just beat everyone up in a horrible way. And if anyone could just survive, then that's their ticket to superstardom. It was like the last days of Copium when Brock would just kill these guys and kill them. And you'd always think, you know, if someone can just beat Brock, they're a star. He's done too many jobs as Lesnar. So that element of the of the fear factor, of the aura, of that sort of anxiety of, oh, Brock's going to kill them. Dead because he's done too many jobs. Mm. The matches are cliched. There are still pockets of these matches where you just, your mouth is agape. Roman's Brock now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman pinned him and took it. He took, yeah. that, he took that aura, didn't he? Like, and now the matches are just, there are elements of these matches where you're like, that looked awesome. You're just busting yourself open. Yeah, doing a fall away slam that looks better than anyone else's, and that's just everyone else retire that move because he can do it better than anyone. But they're just cliched matches now, and I've said this for years. Like Lesnar can never work the Punk match again. Why would he bother? Not only from a business point of view of why would I take as many bumps and punishment as I did in the Punk match, but from a character point of view. Why would he? Why would you book him to sell and go 50-50 and do these really cool, interesting matches that Brock used to be able to do because it would make no sense? I, I'm just bored. I can't muster anything new or original. And I'm with Hamlet where the thing with Cody is that when he plays such a timeless throwback and he stays within the lines in WWE, whereas in AEW was far more interesting. Sometimes he would just be a heel for a week for some reason, <laughs> and he'd start these discourses about, like, why has he gone insane? And that's why Cody ruled. The more he does operates in fired up, killer line at the end, 
this means everything to me this week. You know, the, mm-hmm. the Homer Simpson, when they start really becoming self-aware um, and like seasons 10 onwards, <clears throat> and he says something to the effect of, and that's the kind of guy I am this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to like really hang a lantern on. Yeah, it's ridiculous that Homer has a different job every week. But that's where we are now. It's the new year of The Simpsons. Cody Rhodes is always, and that's the kind of guy I am this week. It's just I'm always the fighting baby face who's going to get it done. And he's great at it. But we've seen the security pull-apart brawl. What else can you do with the Lesnar program? Mm. Like, low-key, Lesnar is a big match player. At his best in those days are behind him. Inimitable atmosphere. You can't really book really interesting TV programs with him. They're always the same. The last good one was when he threw the, um, the chair at the, the security guard in the contract signing. When he's like the fun babyface rampage, but now he's back to the to the old guy who comes out, and he beats him. So I'm just so bored of Brock Lesnar at this point in my life. So I, Cody can still sell me on absolutely anything, um, and I sense that's what he's going to have to do tonight. Because like you say, it's they've done everything in the build to the last match that they had. Mm. I mean, I have no doubt that there is still potential in this because... You know, we all went into that SummerSlam going, oh, God, Brock versus Roman again. And they pulled that fucking tractor. It was awesome. So who knows what they're going to pull off in, in Saudi if they are going to... Is it officially a street fight? Is that what they're calling it? It will be when they get there. Or a version of that no holds barred, whatever they it said is. said fight a lot. Yeah. I would like WWE to do an un-WWE thing with Cody as well on this show or on the in the build. What, like, two... is. The last, it's the go home raw for Night of Champions next week, isn't it? Yeah, the the big show is is uh, ne- not this week weekend, but next weekend. But enough about NXT Battleground. You're grounded, Battleground. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. <laughs> and like AEW and WWE's main roster apparently got shows that week. I thought you were well. just doing a double or nothing bit, and you went all in on the NXT <laughs> one. Um, I would like while there's say two rows left. Like, they might give him a TV match because it's just a Cody thing to be like, well, I'm, I've, I'm here to work and I'm going to take on some random mid-card or whatever. Someone will come out and interrupt. Yeah, you, you don't interrupt me while Finn I'm... Finn Balor did it. Did he? Look, a few f- weeks ago. To set, I'd set up their match. But, like, it'd be nice if... Because this Brock thing has a shelf life too. Like, really, you should beat Brock, go 2-0 and against him and then move on and get back to the business of trying to figure out how the hell he gets back to Roman Reigns and gets back to the title or whatever. Yeah. It would be nice if they were actually... To have somebody come out tonight and start the program for after the program, do something a little bit intelligent with the Cody Rhodes character because he does somehow still exist on a slightly different plane to everybody else. And I think he, I do think he can elevate most things he's in. And if there's a heel, a new heel, maybe that's come to Raw from the draft, or just something like that, mm. who wants, he sees this as an opportunity to make a name of himself with Cody and then coming out after the Brock match, there's somebody from a fight straight away. I'd quite like that. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Well, there is a new giant heel on Monday Night Raw, but I sense he's probably not going to get involved with Cody just yet because tonight is Gunther's Raw debut. Very exciting to see him on this show. Um, and alongside that, they're having this battle royal to determine the new number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Exciting times. Who's on the Raw roster now? Uh, well, who cares? Gargano's been working him at our shows. Well, that was my prediction. He wor- he came back on Saturday, Gargano, and worked Gunther. They've worked once before, never in WWE or NXT, and then once um, in like 2014 uh, when he was still billed as Big Daddy Walter against Johnny Gargano as John, like primitive Johnny Wrestling sort of thing. That could be just about the most perfect, safe, icy title defence for Gunther, where Johnny Gargano finally gets over as a loser instead of getting mm. up, getting under as a loser, which is what he's been doing for the past six months. That match would kick ass, and it would present a different challenge for Gunther. It would appeal to a bunch of dweebs like me that still have fond memories of Gargano and NXT that haven't been completely erased by this last several like badly yes. booked months. Years, I guess. A lot of loser stuff that he's done, truthfully, but like main roster alone. I was only isolating it to main roster, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. done loads of rubbish stuff there as well. Like, it just feels like it would stand up for itself as a wrestling match, as a cool Night of Champions intercontinental title match. Um, loads to it, but just a wrestle- a great wrestling match for a great wrestling match's sake. And Gargano losing wouldn't do him any harm while you can. If anything, it would resolve the last however many months of his booking. It would just be if great. great like, yeah. if, if, if it's the best version of that match, you can portray Johnny Gargano as this indefatigable, like, never say die. You'll get the crap kicked out of him, but, like, you'll never submit. Mm. And he can just, just get obliterated, but fair, square, against a much larger opponent. Fight of your life stuff. It's not hard, this wrestling business. It isn't. Mm. They could do that in this match. What is your next question? Because before, is it about a certain return? Because I've got an idea how to plot this out. That return? That one there? Yeah, greatly. Yeah. Do you want me to ask you about that now? Yes, because uh, I'm going to feed it into that point. Because he's coming, is what Johnny Gargano said last week. Yeah. As they tease. It's Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. <laughs> he's coming back, and the rest of them are like, oh, I'm not sure, because, you know, you always end up fighting. Always end up fighting you two, so that's why the way are wary, and Gargano's an idiot, obviously. <laughs> um, so I think Gargano wins this battle royal. Afterwards, Gargano uh, Champa comes out and claps, yeah, and appreciates. Wait a minute, they, that's in their past. Yes, yes, he's gonna clap. Come out and clap. they used to be rivals. <laughs> hey, you're a, you're my rival. <laughs> comes out and claps. But earnestly, okay? 
and he embraces Gargano, and it's like, the way are back together, and so are DIY, and everyone on the main roster crowd's going to go, huh? <laughs> because they don't really care about NXT. And Ciampa was never in the, the way. They're yeah, just kind of making it up. Like, Austin Theory's over on Smack. He yeah. was in the way. So what's going to happen is, up to and include Night of Champions, Johnny, uh, Johnny Gargano's going to say, you know, it's great, the, grand, the gang's back together, and you've got my back, and I'm going to pursue intercontinental title glory. And then um, what's going to happen is that this is all going to happen backstage. And then Gargano and the rest of the way are going to, Dance off screen and go to Chuck E. Cheese or whatever these like eleven year olds do. <laughs> okay. In reality and in the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and then old man Champa <laughs> is gonna like sort of fondle that beard and just look suspiciously as the camera links up. Just in case you're so thick that you don't get it for eight seconds, the camera is gonna stay trained on Tommaso Champa's face as he looks suspicious like. <laughs> and then it's, everyone's gonna go oh my god I got it he's not to be trusted they're foreshadowing this is cinema even though it's blindingly obvious what's gonna happen then at night of champions Gargano loses and then Champa's gonna come out and clap but this time he's doing it sarcastically and then people are gonna start jerking off until they come when they see the Ident thing in the bottom left-hand corner. It's like it was six years ago, guys. And then, and then, they're going to have a feud. And then it's going to be really not cool because people on Raw are going to not react to it because they don't care about Champer and Gargano because they do not care about NXT. It might as well be Defy Wrestling in the Pacific Northwest for how much they know and care about this sort of thing. <laughs> And it's going to be bleak. And Gargano Champa is going to be bereft of ideas. And they're going to do their stuff. And I can't see this working on the main roster at all. Gargano and Champa even bleaker than one final beat challenge. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you, how can he's you, doing that pose, but he's actually just shoot sulking because this thing hasn't worked out. How can you make less noise in a full arena on, <laughs> on Raw than you could during one final beat. At least, like, the echo of the ring sounded harsh because of the, mm. the echoes and the reverberation. Here, you're just going to hear maybe about 12 people. They'll be going, this is awesome. This is all fight forever. And then that's it. And no one's going to care. And Triple H is not going to do any work. He's going to, at this point, steal his own homework. <laughs> I've actually got some fantasy booking because I, I think we all agree that Gargano probably wins this battle royal. But mm -hmm. I do like the idea. I think they could actually have some fun with a little meeting backstage with... Um, I could save time if there was like a collective name for them. But like Finn Balor, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> We're in the f***ing judgment day. Yeah. <laughs> right? And they say, guys, it's the way. I don't know how it works because I never, they never, it's make your rules as you go along. But we've got one spot in the battle royal, and we think it should be yours, Dom. And Dom's like, oh no, you sure it shouldn't be you, Finn, or you, Damien, because the winner has to face Gunther. I like the idea of him being in the battle royal and not wanting to win, and they keep <laughs> cheating to help him. Like, we got them out as well, and he's like, oh, great guys. 
an even funnier idea is we've done an admin error. There's one spot open in the Battle Royal, and then you could build it up through the night. And there's some goobers who go to Adam Pierce. I don't know which ones are on Raw anymore, so don't hold me to a name. And he goes, no, he's going to be in it. Ooh, who's he? And it's Tommaso Ciampa. And then there's a spot, a sequence where... Um, Everyone's, everyone else in the ring is like slouched by the corner. There's about like seven or eight guys left at this point. And Gargano and Champa, they get up first. And they look at each other. And Gargano goes, like a, like a, a look of, ah, we've had a past you and me. And Champa's going, yes, we do have a past, young man. Yes, we do. And then they look at each other. They lock eyes. Everyone soaks in the gravity of the moment, and no one cares. <laughs> because this was big in NXT in 2018, and now no one cares anymore like, at all. And it could be the kickpad indie work rate version of that time that John Cena and Randy Orton. Yeah. Mm. The 20, uh, 10 or 11 Royal Rumble match looked at each other, looked at the sign, and everyone's like, nah. Looks like we're destined to do this forever. You don't have to be. You don't, you don't have to. <laughs> no, no one wants to see it, actually. So one way or another, this DIY stuff, take it from me. If it gets hot, I'll say, you know what, I'm a cynical arsehole. But nothing from Gargano's run gives me any faith that the average WWE fan has a clue who he is. He's just turned up doing stuff. <laughs> that, uh, am I meant to get this? I like the idea. Who's this guy? Dom eventually facing Gunther. But man, he's obviously going to have a hands full with Natalia. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's talk uh, about Becky Lynch. She returned last week. She is addressing Trish Stratus tonight. How do you see this one playing out, Hamlet? Hopefully, challenges are for Night of Champions. I imagine that at some point or other, they would have thought Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, huge, like, generational clash, um, SummerSlam, something like that, mm -hmm. a, a big stadium, and I, I don't see it. Truthfully, I don't see it. Becky Lynch's star has diminished and has never really shone as bright as it should have done in the last six to eight months, certainly not as a babyface. I hope they keep at it. I don't think there's any. There's much more to do with her as big-time Bex or as a healer or anything, but I just... I think it might be the Trish thing. I think I I can see Trish getting better week after week, getting more confident again as a heel, but not fast enough. Just not fast enough. Like, she still feels special guest. She's still there to be beaten. She's still there to give the rub to somebody, but it's Becky Lynch. She doesn't really need that specific rub off of Trish Stratus. I do get why they've done it. Mm. I do get the intent, and I think it was an... I'm, I'm willing to be kind enough to call this one a noble failure that I don't think it can carry a big spot on like a, a SummerSlam in that big stadium in Detroit, but it's sort of big namey kind of for Saudi Arabia. And if you remember, they did Becky Lynch and Lita yeah. on one of these shows because probably they flashed a water cash in front of Lita and presumably they've done the same with Trish and they've thought, like, we'll do the right, you'll get your WrestleMania match and then you'll get a massive payday as well. And that's probably where that, that card is probably where this belongs. Yep. Doesn't do anything for me. Mm. Trisha's promo last week, the cadence, uh, every WWE heel promo we've ever heard, which when you're trying to depict Trish Stratus as this cornerstone figure of women's wrestling in WWE, this uber legend, this trailblazer, this figure who believes that she saved what it means to be a woman's wrestler in this company, you should probably think about not giving her verbiage to whichever scrub 
happens to be sat in the writer's room at this present moment <laughs> and like really thinking about a presentation and trying to make it distinct and trying to help help us stand out. And oh my God, it's just every... It might as well be Caden Carter and Katana Chance when they were heels. <laughs> I mean, it's every single women's heel promo, and she's meant to be a level above. But it's rubbish, man. It's rubbish. And people are blinded by nostalgia. Mm. Uh, it just drives us nuts. One more positive. What are you watching? No one's, no one's reacting in the arenas to this. Uh, one negative, but one more positive too. The positive, there was a really nice detail... Sid just bang on about the cadence, and it was easy, therefore, to miss this detail because you were just listening to this cookie-cutter heel promo. I really like that detail where Trish said that she wanted a, a kid wanted a picture of Becky Lynch, and you could believe that that could that like, was the drive that the jealousy. Sparked it, up. yeah. Like I really she kind of flew past that line like an actual human being would. Yeah. So, oh yeah, she did this. Oh God, if I just said that out. Trish loud. used to be quite a good actor, and she's knowingly throwing that away because she knows it reveals a weakness as to why yeah, this all yeah. happened in the first place. I really like mm. that, and I hope they draw from that a little bit. What I hope they do even more than that is do something good physically because the two, like Trish's turn, terrible. Becky's return attack last week, also bad. Like they've shown no physical chemistry together yet. So it could do with a fight that actually feels like a fight Mm. rather than something botched or something badly performed. Because again, you're dealing with Trish, the, the person that deservedly had the reputation of this woman that like worked incredibly hard to become credible at a time when it that wasn't even welcomed. And Becky Lynch, who's never claimed to be the best in ring, but certainly is of that horsewoman sect and is of that era where mm. like the the genre just moved forward by leaps and bounds. So it's you're, it's okay to expect more. Charlotte and Trish had that; they captured that with their match. So Becky kind of needs to get there as well. Well, don't worry. One way or another, you're getting a fight tonight because Shinsuke Nakamura's taking on the Miz. <laughs> oh God! Yet again, right? Wilborn. For your little precious bullet points, right? Can you remember what you were asking me when Shinsuke Nakamura was like set to return? You're like, can we get the best? Mm. <laughs> Is this finally it for Shinsuke Nakamura? Where did he learn his uh, striking skills? Uh, jiu-jitsu. Yes. Like he's, he's worked carrying cross <laughs> in a terrible, boring match. And now he's got the knees. Like, well, could this possibly be good? That's a question. When I... Answer your question with a question. Mm. Right, I know you're a mark for this. I'll never get it <laughs> you are. And yet, when we go, and I don't know if I'm just gently breaking your spirit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But every time I ask you why you like this, you can never really come up with a conclusive, definitive no. answer. What's good about this? What's good about WWE in this specific case, Wilborn? Um, well, if you he's, he's put, you've put the names together. So he's, he's called Shinsuke Nakamura, but he was like, we should call ourselves Mizuke Nakamura. That's why he likes it. <laughs> <laughs> what is... So Shinsuke isn't, is elected not to stand a good chance of getting an Intercontinental title shot because he's just really keen on facing the Miz instead. Battle Royal, not for me. I want the Miz. But he can't win Raw. No, he's agreed, to be fair, he agreed to the match last week. So he now, wasn't to so he's gone, oh, you're doing what? Yeah, like, oh, no. <laughs> can he not go to Adam Pearce? Scrap that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't, don't wanna, need this bollocks. Uh, I want Miz will be like, he doesn't want to face me. There we go. Maybe they'll do that. Um, he can't compete for the world title. Because yeah. that's Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Um, this is... This is the one thing Shin didn't want to happen, was being marooned against the Miz on his second week. I don't think he gives a toss. When two title shots have gone begging. Mm. I think he gives a toss. That's, you know, surfing, isn't it? Oh, my God. Last week, I mentioned this in the review. That sequence 
where Seth freaking Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura come face to face as Damian Priest is selling and they start trash talking each other and they're really geeing each other up for the imminent showdown and no one in the arena is waiting with bated breath <laughs> and it's incredibly embarrassing and what do they think people are going to think about this? Like, ah, oh, when the, the road agent's laying out this match mm. and they're saying, you guys, nerds like you, so when you build this up as this huge, momentous thing that you're finally coming face to face and you guys are about to throw down, did they think the fans were going to go, this is awesome, and, like, really get up? And they've booked Shinsuke Nakamura like a complete non-entity. Mm. This should be impossible. This is a man who should be relying on his innate charisma and smoke and mirrors and really making is the few things that you can do. This man should be the great mover for the next 30 years. Well, not 30. The next 15 years, this guy could be doing a mover thing. And he's just not over. And that brought it into focus. These people were just like, all right, Seth. And, okay, I remember the, the greatness of, um, was it Survivor Series 20? I was going to say they had that Survivor Series match that people wanted to manifest as a dream match. And it was a bang average yeah, flat yeah. crowd. <laughs> 20 no, minutes. Now you're the secondary belt, Matt, as you're both secondary wrestlers now. <laughs> Rubbish. Was it 2018, 2019? 2018 or 2019. 2018. He's in blue. He's in red. Like, oh, oh, God. <laughs> you know, the thing is, like, Survivor Series 2018 was low-key goaded, so these fans are going to get up for it. The last hour of that show was, by the way, it was unbelievable. It was 18, yeah, because you yeah, had yeah. I. Yeah, it was the good stuff at the end, wasn't it? It was, the, was the, some of the best I've ever done for me. Ryan and Brock and Ronda and Charlotte oh, back-to-back. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just a one hour of I don't think anyone could have a problem watching that version of professional wrestling as presented by WWE. I don't think a single soul could have hated that in good faith. Mm. It was objectively the best that WWE's ever done in terms of you can't not like this. It ends on the undercard. Like people pissing their <laughs> pants. It was the perfect That's WWE it, yeah. show. The perfect WWE Shoot show. Shoot pissing his pants because his gimmick yeah. didn't work. Oh, yeah. It was great. That was great. It was a fantastic <laughs> show. It was a good show. You have reminded. It was a fantastic show. You got the absolute worst and the absolute best of WWE. And then, ah, oh, it's a bit mid that. The one thing was Seth and Shinsuke. Seth huh. and Shinsuke. Ah, oh, God. 18 minutes on this. So what? Shinsuke Nakamura, Will Bourne, right? is never going to do anything really good in WWE again. And I think he's happy with that. And if you could just start asking me the question, I'd appreciate it. Winsuke Nakamura for you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Can I just say, I'm doing a bit here. Adam Wilborn is like such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been looking for a bottle of Prime <laughs> for what feels like months. Yeah. Because these dickhead marketers have done a fantastic job of making mm. every kid, playgrounds, the country over, feel like they are missing out. And the other kids are cooler because they've got prime. I've never been able to find it. And my son's really just, he's stopped asking. He's quite timid. He's going, Dad, do you have Buy Prime. Oh. He's just been desperate to get Mine Prime. Mine did, and I said no. And then Sid told me the story, and I felt guilty for just saying no. Like weeks ago, and then he hasn't asked again. And I think, oh, I should have just, just got him one prime, but I thought, where does it end? If I spend like nine quid as it was then on one bottle of yeah, prime, I don't think I like drinking where it. Where does this end? My <laughs> nephew carries around the bottle and fills it with water. Yeah. <laughs> refill, refill the bottle. Mm -hmm. So Adam Wilborn was at a service station, and he looked for a bottle of prime, and he's gone and bloody bought it for my son. He's accepted the three quid for PayPal, but he's bought it for my son. <laughs> oh, I made him money. <laughs> 
Oh, it's expensive, this prime, isn't it? That's, the that's, that's what it, all right, it's, it's a water or a pop. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it's called. What's it called? squash, and it's just very, very Well, they called it, like, I think they called it a hydration drink, because, yeah, all the others, you know, there's none, none of that sort of very thing. Very sugary drink. So it's flavoured water. Yeah. yeah. And it's three pounds. It's very flavoured. It's very, very flavoured. But, but that's not how they pop. get them? It's not it's pop. It's a, it's a drink, kids, but it's really expensive. Pop better. Like, yeah. All day. Pop's goated. Yeah. Pop's goated. I know I had for the first time in forever when I was hungover and had to go and get some bloody stuff in for the Bane's teas. It's time to play the game! Time to play, time the, to play game. the game! Ha 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 ha! What fizzy drink helped with my hangover yesterday that I've had not, not had for ages? She was on the uh, heel roster thing for that WWE was sharing the other day, Tamina. Yeah, her and Lacey Evans, I think. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go Dandelion and Burdock. I can get that for 39 pence and Aldi these days. I can't remember if I told you about this or just I've got shoot. Dandelion and Burdock coming up my ass. How <laughs> <laughs> you get that scene to? I don't know if I got you one because I'm a great guy, but I can't remember if I did. Uh, Tizer. Oh, I had that in the office. I got you one. Like the same day. I'm a great you did? Guy. Yeah. My Amphlet's a great guy as well. I haven't bought you anything in a while. No. <laughs> I will do it at some point. Maybe I'll bake a cake at some point. Yeah. Ooh. Original Lucasade. Yeah. Oh, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is it? T- I don't even know what it tastes of. It tastes of Lucasade, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's that's great in a can. It's good in a can yeah, as well. Really nice. Good uh, in a can originally. Oh, God. Everything's better in a can and a glass bottle. In a can. Like the bottle of Lucasade is great, obviously, original. But a can of Lucasade original tastes like what it used to taste like when you have it in a glass bottle and people told you it was like medicine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're ill. Drink this. Pop. Okay. <laughs> Sort me out, that did. Yeah. Sorted me out. Well, that and Matt Hardy contract stuff on AW Rampage, of course. Uh, India Share are coming. Do you think they're going to kill someone tonight? Nope. Build, build that up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just stacked enough as it is, guys. Are they, doing, are they doing the coming joke again? Yeah. But, but now there's two of them. Three of them. Three of them, if anything. Jindy's involved now. Oh, good, because everything goes better with Jindy. Uh, okay, right, let's know you. Come jokes with Jinder Mahal. That's where we're at. Is there any puns about... Uh, Jinder Mahal uh, Empty my balls <laughs> <laughs> I guess it rhymes yeah. <laughs> I guess I walked into that <laughs> guess that's my fault Well, let's know you thought they had a roll tonight on Twitter <laughs> What culture He's trying to think I'm Come sure, on, can, we've got two minutes on this get there? It's pretty hard to get a cum pun Of, <laughs> the, of Jinder The modern day Ma Araja <laughs> I was trying to think modern day I was like, there's now there Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, um, <laughs> Maharaja. There's no, is there? Indus crispy man cakes. Because <laughs> they're, they're all the dried jizz. Indus, yeah. Because like, yeah. this is a deep cut, but Vinder Mahal, sh- short for vinegar strokes, Mahal. <laughs> Vinegar strokes de Mahal. <laughs> Vin- that's the best I've got. That's the only thing I can do. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that and on Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch Hang then follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at. There's just no com. 
at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. SmackDown Review, Rampage Review, both available right now. And we will be back tomorrow to review Monday Night Raw, complete with a five star review review. Oh. Yep, there's still time to send yours in on Apple Podcasts or leave us a five-star rating on Spotify. Screenshot it. We need the proof. And then email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Daddy Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.